Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, the author of the book Ransom Notes and a subject of a documentary, Ransom Notes, the visuals once a month that we deal with once a month and that we uh, we uh, send to you. Hopefully uh, you're enjoying them, but uh, every week we bring you Ransom Notes uh, via radio slash podcast. And Kathy Ransom, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's been a glorious day in Illinois. Well, that means, yeah. We don't even have snow here. And, you know, it's we're recording this in July, and we don't have any snow. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried. But, uh, again, you know, some people in, around the country might appreciate a little snow right now because they're boiling hot, and you're not getting that, and we're not getting that, uh, So, which is, uh, at least for us, very fortunate. I just heard something on the TV while I was eating a bite of lunch, and it said, and I hadn't thought about it, be careful of grabbing the, your outdoor hose and either giving water to your pet or drinking from it yourself because the water that was in the hose, like if it was on the ground, you know, there's some left over after you used it previously, could be heated up to 130 to 150 degrees. Oh, my gosh. And so you would burn your mouth or that of your pet. So... I'll just pass that little safety thing along. Some people may not hear this until December or whatever, but uh, it's still <laughs> okay. a good good little rule of safety to remember. Yeah, uh, amazing. You know, 130. I got a question yeah. for you, yes. Frank. I w- I, I'm checking to see how good your vocabulary is. Okay. If you had to give a definition of overwhelmed or what would you say? Let me see. Overwhelmed would be. Um, What's that sort of mean? It doesn't have to. I don't, it doesn't have to be a dictionary type. Yeah. Of, okay. What, uh, it's it's uh, sort of what does it mean? Overwhelmed is more than you can handle at a moment, or the feeling of uh, of being uh, under uh, severe pressure uh, and uh, and not able to function correctly. How about that? But that's good. Okay, and that ties in with what I want to do. Now, balance that off. If I gave you the word humble or humbled, past tense, um, if you thought of that somewhat in connection with overwhelmed, but you were talking about humbled, how, how would you feel about a person or what would you think? Well, I would think that, you know, if, you, if you're overwhelmed, you realize that you, you can't handle what's in front of you uh, comfortably and uh, it would be humbled because you would uh, may be humbled because um, you realize you're not omnipotent. You're not, <laughs> you're not, you need help from God. You're not God. I like your word omnipotent. That's good. I hadn't thought about that one in connection and that's fine. Recently I had an interesting uh, period of time of 34 hours just happened to be three things happened in that period of time and the word overwhelmed and humbled came to mind the first one was a th- thursday morning at our usual ladies discussion 
group that we have here at the Senior Living Center, where I now reside in an apartment, a lovely apartment. Each Thursday, we have a ladies' discussion time, and that sometimes means someone has brought in a guest who has a particular skill or talent uh, or story to tell. This morning, we walked into the room where the discussion session was to be held, and in the chairs were all pulled around in a circle around two giant mattresses that were on the floor. On top of the mattresses was a whole stack of probably 25, 30 quilts, handmade quilts wow. were on top of there. And our guests that morning would take <clears throat> would take each of those quilts or she didn't get through all of them, would take one of them and explain a little bit about them, how she had come up with that particular design. Some of them were totally handmade. Some were... She created the most intricate designs for a handmade quilt. Now, that I've ever seen. Now, I have to admit, I've not gone to lots of quilt shows at an international level, <laughs> but these were incredible. And I sat there and listened to her as she talked about how some of one quilt, the pieces were about two or three inches in size, and she had made a double quilt. Think of how many pieces she had to sew even if she was using a machine to sew, to put all of those pieces together. And as I sat there, I thought of the word overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed when I saw what she was doing. And the people would applaud when she would show up another one, and then we'd ooh and ah. And I was reminded that <clears throat> when I was very young, back in Rolla, Missouri, my mother would take me sometimes when maybe it was in the summertime, there was a ladies quilting group at the church and they made handmade quilts for missionaries and or people in Rolla community who perhaps needed a, a, a little help. And I would sit there and I'd sort of make my little needle go up and down, up and down. And they were very simple quilts and they were perfect for the reason that they were being used. They needed to be used for warmth. The ones that our guests that day were mostly going to be hung on walls as decoration. I was humbled by the fact what a skill and a talent she had. Later that day, the next morning, early, I got up and I felt, you know, our house is really, really warm. Am I sick or did we forget to turn the thermostat in the proper way or did it get accidentally uh, twisted around? So I went in and looked and it said 84 degrees. No wonder I was warm. I don't know why it happened, but we had a problem. So... Living at Concordia, we made a telephone call, asked for some help, saying we had a heat cooling challenge. I tell you, it hardly turned around, and there was one of the wonderful, talented men who came up 
and he started checking and seeing what he needed to do and I needed to go to a meeting and so I wished him well and dashed off to my meeting came back about an hour and a half later guess what temperature in our house was about 75 right where we set it all the time yeah I was overwhelmed that that guy knew how to tear down whatever needed to be done in our air conditioner repaired it within an hour and a half I don't know exactly when he left but he did it at least within an hour and a half and I was humbled that probably about all I could have done to have cooled us down was to taken a piece of paper folded into one of those old-fashioned fans that we used to do as kids and flipped it across my face I was humbled later that night my housemate and I with some friends went to the cathedral here in Springfield Illinois to a free concert that happens almost every last Friday or first Friday I guess it's first Friday in the month with wonderful concerts a variety from home talent to international guests that are there that night our guest organist it was an organ that night and the young man was Adam Chelbeck I think is how you pronounce his name he was a Polish American who lived in Chicago and that's only 200 miles from Springfield and he was down and he was the guest that night and I would say there were probably 200 300 people in the audience I didn't really count but it was a lovely audience we all could afford to go because it was free and you couldn't have paid $50 and had a better concert than, than we had that night and as I'm sitting there suddenly oh I need to tell you one of the other things that was the most unusual the organ was up in the uh, balcony which was at the back of the church so you couldn't see him the first time in my life they had a giant screen up on the stage that screen the camera was focused on the organist and at times it would be watching his hands and at times it would be focused on his feet we suddenly one of the numbers in the concert near the end was Allegro from Symphony number no. six G minor by wider now, probably that doesn't mean a thing to anyone. I didn't know the piece before I heard it. But as I'm sitting there and I'm watching him perform, I suddenly realize <clears throat> that I have tears in my eyes. It was one of the most moving pieces. There were places in that particular selection when you would look at his feet, and I could hardly keep track of his feet. They were going so fast faster than I could talk or you would look at another moment and they would focus on his hands and he might have them on two different keyboards which is not unusual for an organist but his fingers I couldn't even sit in the pew and make my fingers go as fast as his were on the keys with this incredible music at times it filled that cathedral with sound as if a jet was going through it only it was beautiful music and then there at other moments it was so soft that I said one time to someone it was like it was so that I could have heard a herd of butterflies 
flying through the, the auditorium that night. The music was so soft. His extremes, his speed, his dedication, his face was an experience that'll be a long time before I forget. I was overwhelmed with his ability and I was humbled because as a high school and a junior high student, I took a few piano lessons and I remember how horrible it was even to try and memorize a little short piece for, you know, they always have little concerts that kids are supposed to play at. I couldn't, I could hardly do that. I'm a mechanical piano player. I know enough, however, to realize what a wonderful concert I heard. Three different things within 34 hours that overwhelmed me and humbled me. And then, as I was thinking about the Lord, because you know that's what I'm going to finally talk a bit about, I think about, hey, you know what? This world is pretty big. I don't believe I really could create a daffodil that would die, grow up again, pick it, die down, come back up, pick it the next year. I don't think, come to think of it, I could create a human and make her eyeballs do what my eyeballs do. They blink. They see long ways. They see up close. They have tears that clear them out. I began to sort of think, you know, maybe I need to remember to be overwhelmed. And as I was sort of Googling and thinking about this a bit, I found out, do you realize how many stars that scientists, astrologers think are in the world? Uh, billions, right? Is it hundreds of billions or billions? Kathy, did I lose you? I go back to the Frank, do you have any idea? Do you have a good guess of how many stars there probably really are in the whole world? Uh, billions. Well, there are billions. There are 200 billion trillion stars. Oh oh. You know how many zeros that is? If you wrote 200 billion trillion out, you would need 23 zeros. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Then, the, then the interesting thing, Frank, is that if we would read a scripture in Psalms, everybody's read Psalms, 147th chapter, the fourth and the fifth verse. Listen, now remember all those stars. 200 billion trillion of them, 23 zeros oh of them. God. David in the psalm says, he, the Lord, not he, David, he, the Lord, determines the number of stars. Well, just think of making 200 billion stars. He determines them, but this is the catchword. And he names them, can call them each by name. Oh. If that doesn't overwhelm us of the magnificent, creative, overpowering, wonderful God, I wouldn't even have 
100,000 names I could think of, let alone 200 billion trillion of them. Amazing. He can remember them all. And then David goes on to say, great is our Lord, mighty in power, his understanding has no limit. So today this old lady was overwhelmed with three things, with th things that three different people were able to do to quilt, to repair mechanical equipment that I never could have, and to play an organ or even if it had been a piano with skills so beyond my talents, but so wonderful that I was humbled. And that is nothing in comparison to the Lord and his stars. Amazing. Just uh, absolutely amazing. And uh, how you tie it all together. Uh, that is beautiful. Do you have a, a final thought for us? Yes. I, I, yes, I really do. Uh, most people who live long, uh, no, 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 I'll, I'll start again. Right. Most people who live long, healthy lives are just regular fo folks who refuse to equi equate age with illness or inactivity. And I'm giving you that because it's a teaser for one of my essays that's going to come up in a couple of weeks. Mm. So it's wonderful how great we are, but how great the Lord is so surpasses us. Have a great week, Frank. You too, Kathy. Uh, the Lord is great. Uh, amazing, as always. Uh, wonderful. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.